Well, and you know he's got actors that he uses too, because like one of the voices, it went, and I don't know who did it, but I all I could hear was "Copy Gold Leader." <laughs> like that's all I heard. <laughs> he's like, I know that voice. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and hit that follow, subscribe, like, bell notification button. Uh, tell a friend about us. Tell a family member about us. I got nothing for this one. I... <laughs> tell the weirdest mother. Robot cop cyborg about us. That works. <laughs> tell a, a chemically enslaved human being about us that it tell some weird fuckers about us and you it works um <laughs> we are week three of indie films Woo-woo. and i'm convinced after revisiting this movie we made mistakes were made i in choices <laughs> i don't know if it was charles fart alex fault Oh, it was 100% my fault. Yeah. It did. But if I'm going to go, I'm going to go balls to the walls. Sure. No, I get it. <laughs> Put the I, shit there. I get it. And you, yeah, this is, you. This is the Nacho Libre conundrum is what I'm yeah, going to refer to it as. Fair enough. Well, and I, you know, <laughs> look, we've done some weird shit on this podcast. And I think, I didn't think anything could overtake She Dies Tomorrow for level of weird. But apparently I had forgotten about this movie and the level of weird because it rivals. It may not beat She Dies Tomorrow. No, but it, but it gives or it dolphin a run sex. for its money. Yeah, dolphin sex is a little weird. And anyway, but with all of that said, we're going to talk today in week three of indie films about THX 1138. It was released March 11th, 1971. It was written and directed by none other than George Lucas stars Robert Duvall, Donald Pleasance, Don Pedro Colley, Maggie McComey, Ian Wolfe, Marshall Efren, Sid Haig, and John Pierce. In the 25th century, a time when people have designations instead of names, a man, THX1138, and a woman, LUH3417, rebel, rebel against the rigidly controlled society. That sounds very interesting when you read it in that synopsis. I I don't know. Anyway, um, THX1138. This is a weird fucking movie. Which leads me to the point that you made, and that is, even though it is weird, Star Wars makes a little more sense now. Oh, yes, because (laughs) here's my thing, right? So this Uh is Star Wars before Steven Spielberg said, whoa, George. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because it's got a lot of star wars like components sure. even like imaging and uh kind of structure everything i was like oh you know star wars wasn't so far off in left field for george lucas for everybody else yes but for george lucas the progression makes sense and then you add in the fact that you know steven spielberg kind of helped map him out for it, it was like oh yeah no this makes complete sense mm-hmm. because otherwise this would be star wars with Robert Duvall and Donald Pleasance <laughs> as Luke Skywalker <laughs> and Han Solo. <laughs> oh, shit. Love it. 
Oh but while gosh. I was watching it, that was kind of my what I was picking up on. I was like, oh, this this is what Star Wars would have been if George Lucas was able to George Lucas. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, you know, look, George Lucas is kind of a conundrum in when you're talking about too, because the guy is great at telling original stories, but he's also kind of an unoriginal bastard because there are so many repurposed things from this movie into Star Wars, like direct vision. I mean, the last shot, are you shitting me? Yeah, right. I was like, <laughs> add another fucking son, and we've seen this before. You know, you know, you'd recognize this. So you see the motivations that, to your point, drove his early filmmaking in this to where, you know, six years later, we get Star Wars and the, there's some audio cues that are I'm like, like the muffled voices that you hear from like, I don't know, the controlling people like the whatever, like, I'm like, I've heard those before. That's the same as what it used to sound like when they were talking on the radio over the Death Star and over mm-hmm. Imperial Star Destroyer. So like he obviously, like I said, he sticks with and I think we know this about Lucas. That's part of the reason that he's not a great director and he's not a great dialogue writer. And even this one, they brought in. So there is a second writer to this movie, Walter Murch. And he was brought in because the writing was abysmal. The story was interesting, as is George Lucas's way. Great storyteller. Can't write it down. And he gets yeah. gets in his own way because if he likes something, it's going in everything. <laughs> no shit. No shit. But even yeah. like C-3PO, Protocol Droid. That's kind of what they were dropping in to make these robot cops. <laughs> yeah. Make them gold and put a weird face on them. And we have C-3PO. Yeah. Make them walk a little less, more stiff and a little, you know. But, yeah, I mean, you can see the components as these building them, right? As THX is building them, you're like, that looks familiar. <laughs> yeah. Where have I seen that before? <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know he's got actors that he uses, too, because, like, one of the voices – it went, and I don't know who did it, but I all I could hear was copy gold leader. <laughs> like that's all I fucking heard. <laughs> I was like, I know that voice. So, uh, yeah, George Lucas is a weird son of a bitch, though. Super weird. Yeah, like I, there are certain people like that make movies and do things and you watch their films and maybe not like their famous ones, right? Like you watch star Wars, you're like, wow, it's so creative. And then the 77 and 80 and 83, this was so, you know, ahead of its time. You watch this one, which triggered a lot of the same themes and a lot of the same visuals and sound. And this shit's fucking weird. I don't want to be in this man's head. No. Cause this shit's fucking weird. Yeah. And like, I'll tell you where it got really fucking weird for me is for the most part. It was a level of weird that's manageable, right? I could sure. it until we kind of get outside of the city. And why is there like these monkey outside baboon looking things, but like half lizard as well? <laughs> that's what I was like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. When. Isn't that, didn't they call them Wookiees at one point? Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh no, my freaking 
love affair with Chewbacca and Wookiees in general is now tainted because I, I don't know if that was part of, I, I know we just talked about it before we started recording, but I, on Amazon, when you watch this, it's the director's cut and Lucas is an asshole. He I forces shit things. on you. Right. And he likes to fix things. And I was watching it. And again, I haven't seen this in years. It's 1971. There's no digital effects. There's no CGI. But I'm watching and you see LUH say something at some point to THX in an early scene. And her mouth looked digitized. I was like, that was fucking weird. So I rewound it. And don't get me wrong. I watched this really late at night by myself. I was a little half dazed. I was like, did I just see her mouth? digitized so i rewound it like four times sure as shit well i looked it up in the director's cut he went back in star wars special edition this shit he went back and made changes to and the director's cut like most of the changes he didn't add anything he didn't take anything away he just revised scenes using cgi and then he added in a couple of new shots. So there's a couple of shots, and I can't think of one off the top of my head, that look less grainy and a little less, like, weird, but they're very short. But you'll just be like, you'll see some background stuff that I'm like, that looks really nice. It's because this asshole went and freaking added shit back in years later and called it a director's cut. Oh, like, my God. It's not a director's cut, dude. If it wasn't part of the original shooting... It's not a director's cut. It's a special edition, you dickhole. <laughs> Why? Why do that? I, I don't understand it. I don't know. Because Lucas has a love affair with visual technology. Yeah, but nobody even knows about this movie. <laughs> yeah, nobody watches this shit. Who are you fucking kidding me? We probably won't even get any people to listen to this podcast. Because no. they're like, what the fuck is THX1138? Well... To tell you, it's what created THX Sound, THX Sound, and, and Trash Compactor One One Three Eight. Exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. On the detention level of a certain Death Star. Yeah. Good lord, I love it. Um, the other thing about this, so let's actually talk about the movie. We've talked about Lucas, and we talked about his weird ass, and how you can see the themes carry over, but. One thing about this movie is the idea of the world that this movie takes place in is terrifying. And not because it's outrageous. It's because there's some hints at familiarity that I'm a little uncomfortable with to the point that our current lifestyle in a lot of ways could be comparative, not quite to that level. Right. But pretty darn close comparative makes you wonder about, uh, the government overlords that uh ooh, my my shit's here we go i'm sorry <laughs> but how we always end up on our government overlords on this podcast i'll never know it's always your shit too what the fuck you bring this shit up and then my fucking screens start blinking out and... you get in trouble <laughs> <laughs> it's a great deal for me yeah apparently i'm the old ass mature one so i'm i should know better i don't fucking know <laughs> but yeah like these overlords on this movie are scary it's just fucked up oh the amount of monitoring that goes on mm-hmm. um and what got me was every time you open up a medicine cabinet right it's like 
here's your daily dose of you know, medicine to take, or we changed up your dose or this or that, um, or how you make requests is all through this medicine cabinet. Um, mm-hmm. And then combine that with their uh, religion, which goes to the same exact fucking place. <laughs> and I was like, Mm-hmm. separation of church and state and all that but yeah the same person behind the scene so to speak mm-hmm. making all the moves and going everywhere and i was like dude nsa needs to take fucking notes <laughs> no this shit. should be at their orientation because they're not doing as good as thx 1138's overlords work yeah i it's it's terrifying, dude. Uh-huh. Because we see in this movie that they're controlled through drugs, right? Like, here's some drugs that'll delude your ability to, one, it'll make you not want to be sexually active. It'll make you not care about relationships. It'll not, like, you You don't care about the fact that you're working in a highly radioactive environment that we see very early on in the movie that when it goes bad, that shit goes bad. And then I love the part, like the part that makes me giggle because of how fucked up it is, is when they're like, "Congratulations, we've only lost 195 people today." This on shipped, yeah, <laughs> or that's our on I'm like, and this other level lost 232. Great job, team! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, and you're so used to seeing movies later on, modern movies that have like the number of days since last health ac- or accident zero or whatever it is or 200. They're like congratulations you lost us and 200 people you did better than this department i'm like you lost 400 people in a shift yeah the fuck is wrong with you well because that's also like the what fault what becomes before that right or after immediately was like radiation leak yeah uh you know stay at your post kind of a thing it's not gonna affect you (laughs) it's contained on this floor yeah. They're all fucked, but you're fine. Keep going. Yeah, just keep working. <laughs> well, and they don't care. Like, you see THX is sitting there just working through it as they're telling it. But, you know, and then to take that the next step further, the, like, they're all products. Like, that's the other crazy piece is, like, the scenes where you see that THX, like, his budget is $14,000, right? The instant he goes over it at the end, like, it's costing us more than the value that's there, that. 20% or 30% or whatever it is, which is also like a profit margin type number when you talk, like at least yeah. in a, like a food, when you're making food, like food costs should be 30% or less, right? To make a decent profit. I'm like, this is fucked up. However, and here's the part that's terrifying is in 1971, Lucas was on to some shit because I don't think, like, I look, I love my job. I love my company and I don't feel like this. However, I have worked in jobs where I felt like I'm a profit margin. Right. And we see it not that long ago, like half the fucking country's major organizations were laying off hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of people. And there's a reason for that. It's because their salary doesn't equate to a profit margin. Yeah. They're balancing the books. Yeah, and I get it. You have to do that to a degree. But it's really interesting when you look at it from the perspective of a movie like this and a society that's gotten to this point where all people are basically scientifically grown. There's no natural births or anything like that unless they're illegal. 
and the mother's consumed by the end of the movie. All of them are basically science. They're grown in a lab and then they become an asset that's worth cost $14,000 to grow and maintain. If they cross that threshold, we'll let them leave the underground bunker that we live in. We're not that far off, people. Fucking wake up. This no. shit's crazy. <laughs> and how much medicine? Look, I do not malign. Like, I take medicine. In fact, I got some new prescriptions because I've been all to this doctors and shit lately. And I have issues. Casey's on medicine. My parents are on medicine. Like, we're all on medicine. Like, how long before we start to take medicine because we can? Like, right now, we have regulations around it. It wouldn't take much at all for the government to go, eh, who needs the FDA? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Here's some medicine. This shit will make you look feel much better. Oh, we're going to change the 10-hour work days. Yeah. And you're not going to care because you're so fucking hopped Doped up, up on drugs. I, that's terrifying to me, dude. Only because it's not unrealistic in my mind, which is always the scariest kind of shit for me. Yeah. And like, I think George Lucas did a good job of showing it like at the beginning where you see THX is just closed off, right? Doesn't notice LUH, doesn't pay attention to really anything outside his sphere. And then when she fucks up his dosage, as she has been doing like periodically, complete 180 turnaround. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of shit that scares me. (laughs) Is that level of control or influence? Mm hmm. Um, that you get because, yeah, like you said, it's not too far off of, you know, stuff that they can even add to food yeah. or water or, you know, stuff that we aren't paying attention to. Like, you know, we could read the back of a medicine bottle, but I can't pronounce half of the words that are on the back of a medicine bottle, let alone tell you what it entails. Sure. Sure. Well, and I think to a certain degree, and this is some massive conspiracy theory, but what if, you know, think about this from a perspective of drugs don't have to be drugs, pills. I'm telling you right now, and it it terrifies me the level of ignorance that a lot of people have because, and look, I don't like the fucking term fake news. I... Because I think that's even that is a form of a drug, right? We mm-hmm. fake news, one side or the other. No matter at this point, you're gonna hate it or you're gonna be like, "Well, that's bu- it is fake news or that's bullshit." Shut up, fake news. But when I look at it, like, how far off is it to say, "Okay, take away the pills and inject distractions"? Oh, right. Oh, dude, distractions galore. Yeah, like we care what I mean. And you talk about food, what they could put in the food. Well, we have people that are more worried about, they know more about celebrities and things like that than what are actually the things that are actually impacting the world. And I'm like, fuck, they don't even know. There's people like, what was it, like 15% of kids under the age of 18 right now don't even know who our like first president was. Yeah. Or I'm like, what the f- like some, I was watching some show where they were asking them, like, what's their uh, the least favorite state in the nation or some shit or favorite country or in the world or whatever. And somebody said Paris. And I went right after someone said France. They were like, France. The guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, if it was me, I'd say Paris. I'm what the fuck? Hold on. And that's the kind of shit that scares me. It's not drugs that are mind control. It's the level of stupidity and, and ignorance and the lack of understanding and knowledge of the world and where we're at in the state of human being. I, I really feel like, and this is, again, a conspiracy theory, maybe coming from someone that's been has teachers throughout their family tree. We they want us to be dumb. Oh, yeah. That's you know, their it is to control dumb people. And yeah. the problem is that if you kind of look from a different viewpoint, mm -hmm. you come off as cynical yeah, or uncaring or all these other things. Like, for example, this is going to get us into trouble or me in trouble. But <laughs> like the fires that are ravaging Maui. Yeah. Right. My first instinct was, oh, what are they going to distract us from? Mm hmm. Like, what's why is this happening? What else is going on that we're missing instead of, oh, shit, that sucks for Maui. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then you I because mean, really... I don't believe that people that the people who run our overlords, for example, care. <laughs> oh, they care. It, they just care about the wrong shit. Because here, yeah. let me just add another level to that one. There's a lot of people, a lot of people trying to buy land in fucking Oahu or in Maui right now that mm -hmm. have no business buying land, but they see a tragedy and tragedy is a great way to make money just is what it is. And then on top of that, to your point, like what else is going on around the world that they don't want us to think about? And, and that's not to diminish the terrible, terrible their friends over there in Maui right now. And it's, it's awful. It's a what has happened is an absolute tragedy. And what's even worse is the fact that, good God, I'm about to get shut off. Well, don't be surprised if my computer turns off here soon. But what's worse is we're sending millions of dollars to a foreign country. And we're sending $700 a household to Maui to our own country people that arguably and not very eh, difficult to argue <laughs> exactly a state that was colonized yeah. and made a state so that we couldn't be decolonized so it, it's one of those things where it's a lot it's a hard <laughs> pill to swallow because these are the things that we may not being be being drugged we may not have to communicate through a drug you know which is such a great allegory, by the way, that it's so genius when you think about your communication devices, your medicine cabinet, but we may not have that level, but there's a level of quote unquote drugging going on, like in our world, in our country, especially that I, I mean, I can't speak to other countries, but in our world, for sure. I mean, and that's what tariff, that's why it's so scary. Cause I'm like, fuck. So here's the conundrum then for you, JJ. Sure. Is it better to be in that kind of drug induced state? Oh, fuck, man. And not know any better. <laughs> now, you're, now you're walking me into like, the matrix. Is, I... <laughs> is that how you achieve happiness? Air quotes on it. Without knowing and having that level of ignorance. I mean, because we can see at that one point through the chase scene in the movie, you've got uh, Robert Duvall, Don Pleasance. Mm -hmm. um, and you can see they go out into like an aisleway and just people are going back and forth on their own daily business. Like one of those guys doesn't care, doesn't worry about it. 
Um, is it better to be them or to be THX? <laughs> oh, it's a tough question. And it's one that like, you know, again, Lucas was ahead of his time because we think about it. And like I said, that's the, the, the cipher question, right? Mm-hmm. You think about the matrix, uh, he, chomping on that steak, ignorance is bliss. And I'll tell you right now, sometimes it's hard not being ignorant. Like, because, and especially when you're surrounded, like I think about it from this movie's perspective, being THX, being Don Pleasant's character, being LUH, like that, that it had to be harder once you were, were aware. And then you have to be not ignorant, surrounded by ignorance that you can't change. Right. Yeah. That's, I think, the worst part about it. So that's where the conundrum lies in your question, because part of me goes, man, it'd be so much easier to be ignorant because then it's not that I, but I love having knowledge and I love being smart and I love being educated. What I don't like is being educated and then trying to help someone else be educated and provide some information and have them go, fuck you. That's wrong. And I'm like, Oh my God, (laughs) you have no fucking idea. And I, and again, everything, everybody's, free to have their own opinions and thoughts and things like that but your opinion and there's a difference between an uneducated opinion and an educated opinion if you have all the facts and you still choose to believe a certain way fine that's on you but if you you vehemently defend and fight for a point of view that you have no idea what you're actually talking about and deep down there's a lot of things that you're factually wrong about that frustrates the fuck out of me like i I love opinions and I have a lot of them and I admit that they're opinions because there are certain things you can't have all of the facts about. Like I can't have all the facts about Maui because I don't know. It wasn't there. Nobody can give you hundred percent truth or fact about how that started. There's no way. Yeah. However, the, the fucking people that get online and they see a weird image of a laser coming out of fucking space and creating a fire. I didn't say it did or it didn't. I'm just saying, I look at that image and go, I can make that image in Photoshop. So for you to 100% say without question or doubt that a space laser, a directed laser caused that fire and to say it with such conviction that there's no room for any kind of other argument. Yeah, it's bullshit. And that's one of the big problems with our level of sheeple right is that you can see an image online you've taken your pill for the month or for the day you know what i mean and that's that terrifies me because i'm fine if you believe that we shot a directed laser out of space to start a fire in maui in canada i'm fine with that as long as you admit that that's your opinion and there's no 100 factual information that points you to that it's the fact that we know we have the technology it's the fact that it makes sense based on what's happening in those regions now that those fires have occurred, not only in Maui, but in Canada as well. Land being purchased, people being displaced, money being spent elsewhere that should be spent on the locals and the areas. That, all of those things can help you form an opinion, and I will respect that opinion, but it's not a fact because you have there needs to be evidence. There has to be and that's the problem people don't they don't care about facts anymore 
And that's our overlords. God damn it. That's yeah. the pills they're shoving down our throat. They care about likes and comments. Yeah. <laughs> Not facts. Profit. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. a we're a fourteen thousand dollar asset to them. Like, how much money does it take? Oh, we're way less than that. Sure, oh, absolutely, <laughs> for sure. For I sure. wish I was a fourteen thousand dollar asset. <laughs> I know how much. Hey, look, here's in the, here's an example. It cost. I've spent twenty dollars before on an ad through Facebook for our podcast, and I have reached with twenty dollars. We have reached hundreds of thousands of people with twenty bucks. That's a great budget line. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. That's pennies. In fact, when they show you how much the ad costs per person, because Facebook has some great data. Meta has some great data. When you do an ad, it'll tell you, okay, you spent 20 bucks, 25 bucks is what I think I usually spend, 25, 30 bucks. It'll say per person that saw your post, this is what it costs. It was so fucking cheap. It was zero. They couldn't even calculate up to a penny. It was less than penny a person. That's our budget for convincing people about things that you have no 100% proof about. Oh, yeah. Like we started doing some stuff with work with like uh, targeting ads and billboards. Um, And it happened to me the other day because it like geolocation based on where you drive by or the route you take. Um, So we have a dispensary Mm. that's you know a couple miles down the road but in order to get to the freeway i gotta go right past it they've started sending me stuff in the mail yeah i don't i don't use marijuana sure never have i purchased anything remotely close to marijuana (laughs) and you know that they have your purchase history and everything that you purchased but lo and behold i they sent me coupons Mm. you 50 percent off 50 percent off 40 percent off 30 percent off like a whole sheet of coupons and i was like what the what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but it's because I drive by every goddamn day. Sure. You go to work that, oh, geolocation. He's coming by every day. He's a potential customer. Let's go send this out to him. Yep. And it's it's nuts what we're able to do now. Oh, like, for sure. Like that medicine cabinet is next year. I could see, you know, Elon Musk, Bill Gates. Dude. Being like, hey, we've got this great new thing. Yeah. My medicine cabinet is sitting over here. She talked to us the other day when we were recording. Because yeah. <laughs> that's the other stupid thing, if you think about it. Like, they can tell you they're not listening. Fuck off. Because here's a quick, I'm sure you know this, but here's a fuck. We're going to get shut down. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm going to be in jail in a month. Um, uh <laughs> Fire. If you like, find me in a river, I didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am happy with my life. God damn it. Don't fucking put me in a box. Fire and Layton. <laughs> Strange light comes out of sky. <laughs> um, so think about this for a second. So they say that they don't listen actively, right? Like that they unless they're triggered with their wake up word, they don't fucking listen. Bullshit. Because the way that the internet works now in your house, you ever been on your, your computer, you search for something, you get on your phone, get on Facebook on your phone five minutes later, and you're getting ads for whatever it was you searched for on your computer or your laptop, and vice versa. You'll search on your phone, and then you get on your computer, and you're seeing ads for stuff. It's because your ISP and your your um, internet, and it's all connected because you're on the Wi-Fi, you're on the internet. So all of those cookies that you're 
allowing, you're accepting the cookies as you go to all these websites. It's connecting you to all those things. Well, I can't tell you how many times I'll be having a conversation. Case in point, we've been looking at my and uh, Casey's nephew's truck because we have a trailer we need to pull. Tom's, her dad has to borrow a truck from a neighbor because anyway, we need a truck. So we've been looking at buying my nephew's truck. We were talking about loan options. Do we just buy this thing outright? It's an older truck. Do we just buy it outright? Do we get a loan? How do we go about this? I swear to God. And we didn't have, my phone was in the corner. Casey's was sitting on the table. The TVs were off. Like we were just in the kitchen. She was baking. We were having a conversation. I was doing Lego. I was building Lego. And she, we were sitting there talking. I swear to God, Alec, I got on my phone 10 minutes later and I had six different credit unions and banks trying to get me to do a card on through them. I'm like, I have not done anything except to have a conversation about it. Fuckers are listening to me. The overlords, I got medicine cabinets. Her name starts with an A. There's like eight of them in my house and they hear me all fucking day long. It's bullshit. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the other thing that like tax onto that bullshit. So, you know, that virtual doctor stuff. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, that I've I never, work for? <laughs> I've never met a doctor who can text. It's fair. One, they don't have the time. Two, doctors seem, because they're so smart, have very big knowledge gaps in certain areas. Yeah. One of them is texting. <laughs> it's fair. It's Technology. Fair. They don't have time, but you can do like doctor on demand. Oh, yeah. And it's like, okay, you're not talking to a doctor. <laughs> well, that's so, I mean, there's some truth to that because I work for a telehealth organization. Mm -hmm. And we have I brought it up. Yeah, we have doctors. Don't get me wrong. Like I've used our doctor service. And when you meet with someone face to face, you're meeting with the doctor. But and we're transparent about it when you're like I can get on my app right now and message my private primary care physician. My primary care physician, she does not answer my messages. There is a nurse practitioner that works within that group. And there's like six of them that work within that group of doctors, actual primary care physicians, that she answers those messages. Now she'll consult with the doctor, but it's not my doctor that's messaging me. And we have our name. So we're very transparent about it. It says message from Ashley, right? Yeah. That's. And then it'll list. So we try to be very transparent. I can't speak for any other telehealth organization, but I doubt very many of them are. No, <laughs> yeah. you can outsource that. Sure. Cheaply. Who's going to know? Yeah. And so it's like it's one of those things where it's mm -hmm. people won't even think twice about it, but you're being described uh, prescribed like psych meds which are a whole different bucket aside from actual medications. Yeah. Things for depression. Oh, um, yeah. Is a whole different cocktail. Yep. And all it takes is someone being like, hey, give them the cheap stuff. <laughs> sure. Or, you know, we're trying to solve this issue with uh, that $14,000 budget. Mm -hmm. So make sure you don't exceed your budget requirements. But, oh, yeah, this is just. Like George Lucas is so hard to put into a box. Yeah. Because the dude's weird, but he is ahead of his time on a lot of shit. The guy is a genius. Yeah. Like there's no question about it. We've talked about the, you know, the circular thing with star Wars. And then you see like his, 
next level terrifying dystopian because there's a lot of dystopian movies out there there's a lot of dystopian stories tales outside of books books there are a lot of books where i read that are like they're terrifying when you get into the mm-hmm. dystopian level but when it comes to movies there's very few that i'm like okay this is creepy and it's usually like that's ah, a little far-fetched this one though made me very uncomfortable watching it as an adult because i was like yeesh kebabs like it may not look exactly like this, but it's not far off in a lot of very leveling type ways. Like everybody wants Mad Max. This is what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, it's not Mad Max. <laughs> like that's what everybody thinks it's going to be. No, this is what it's going to be. Is yeah. You don't get Mad Max until you stop taking your pills and climb up a ladder and reach your budget level. So they stop chasing your ass. Mm-hmm. And then you get out and stand at it watching a sunrise or a sunset on the surface. And then you realize you're now in a Mad Max movie. I'd re- I don't know which I don't know which ones I'd rather be in. Max that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's safety underground, but yeah. there's also a lack of free will. Yeah. So it's, it's a very interesting conundrum. And George Lucas does a really good job of telling the story. Mm-hmm. He tells it in a weird fucking way. Wait, but. I mean, I also have to wonder if maybe that's a little bit of that Matrix red pill, right? Yeah. Where it's weird and it's awkward. We don't like it because it hits so close to possibility and home. Mm-hmm. And whether that was by design, because you sit there, you watch it and like, hmm. You I just know you're kind of looking, giving Alexa the side eye. Oh, fucking <laughs> A, right. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> I know she heard me, too. I mean it. Don't turn off my alarms or something I, that's <laughs> it, yeah i mean it's it's creepy and it is it's uncomfortable when you think about it how close to that level but i also think about it from the perspective of i love the way he tells it because it's almost like you're in both worlds like you're seeing it from the overlord's perspective at times and then you're seeing it from a unawakened thx perspective meaning you're like one of the controlled watching THX figure it out. Right. And so that level and the way the cinematography and the the filming and the way he tells it, God, it just makes you so uncomfortable. So again, it's just proof to his genius. If he was just better at writing dialogue, the man would be a perfect movie maker, but he can't write dialogue to save his life. (laughs) We all have a gap. (laughs) Exactly. Or it's you can't write dialogue that connects with people. Fair. It sounds because less, he's so yeah. weird. <laughs> it's so, so yeah. It does. It's fair. It's either too intelligent or it sounds so stupid. You're like, what the fuck? You obviously yeah. don't talk like normal human being. You're fucking weirdo. So, yeah, this movie's creepy though. It is. And George Lucas is a, a gem, and yet someone should I probably lock guts. him up. it's freaking creepy all right should we rate this thing let's do it it's yeah this what what was the order this time we i think it was if it was not your movie you go first okay go first (laughs) i don't know how to fucking rate this movie look i haven't watched this movie since i was a teenager and i I mean it's been 30 years and i I watched it only because I'm such a Star Wars fan. And I was like, okay, I, I have to see 
George Lucas's other stuff, right? Like, where did all? And I watched it and went, "The fuck is this shit?" And as a teenager, it made no sense to me, right? Like, I did not under because as a teenager, I didn't care. It wasn't this like jaded adult that can see past the bullshit. I, as a teenager, I didn't care enough about that, so I was like, "Yeah, I don't care." But as an adult, this movie's terrifying because there's so many things I can relate to, and cinematically from a movie perspective it's kind of beautiful with all of like the whitewash and the feels like you're stuck in a science lab almost all the time and then when they break out like it's dirty and it's grimy and there's fucking weird miniature wookie monkey lizards running around and there's you have these police it's just creepy i liked it dude that's the part that i don't like about myself right now is as a 42-year-old man, I actually like this movie. I like the story it told. I think there were some issues, right? I don't like that I watched a director's cut that had some really shit, weird fucking CGI that pulled me out of it. I was like, God damn it, George Lucas, stop it. <laughs> Leave a 1971 film alone, God damn it. But overall, I like the story that it tells. I like the idea and i think it was probably in 1971 everybody's like this shit would be creepy if it happened in 2024 2023 almost 2024 we should be going oh fuck this is scary because we're not far off from having a budget per person allotment as to whether or not they give a shit about you right like that's the fucking whether you're worth you're not worth the ambulance ride sorry yeah that's out of your budget how many? Oh, God, I'm not going to go there. I have very not healthy elderly parents that I live with. And that's a question one day, right? Well, we spent so much in Social Security and everything else. We could save some money if the ambulance yeah. is 10 minutes late. Fuck, that's creep. Anyway, I'm going to give this movie a three. It, it It's a 1971 film. So I can't like visually, I can't throw it out there. It's a very odd film. I forgot Robert Duvall was in it. I love Robert Duvall, and then he was great in this movie. Like, all the acting was really good, considering the content and what they had to do, because they have to kind of be numb, and then you have to be, like, overreacting all the time. But I think what really stood out, stood out to me is those moments that he goes into the confession booth. Like, I don't know how – like, it's odd, but he kept talking and sharing all these things while obviously these recorded audio was playing constantly that didn't even fit the rest of the conversation – but they're so drugged up, they don't care. They just know they're supposed to go in there and talk. So, And I love Duvall in those moments. Like You could see the actor playing very well. So I'm going to give this movie a three. It's weird. But if you really want to get creeped out about how close we are, watch it and make some connections to the overlords. And you know maybe our government's just watching THX 1138 going, oh, this is what we should do. Fuck. So three for me. Go ahead, Alec. All right. Yeah. So my pick, surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> and I like the story kind of behind like how this movie got made because mm. this was George Lucas's first film mm-hmm. he did. And he like won some contest where Francis Ford, kappa, pa, 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 per pot, um, <laughs> like made this happen. So this is as the backing of like big name actor, big name director. So that's why you get the great cast that it has. Yeah. Um, and I can only imagine what they were thinking while they were having to act this going, oh, how did this guy win a contest about filmmaking? That's fair. 
because I can't imagine having to take direction from George Lucas, first of all, perfectionist that he is, and then a young George Lucas who doesn't have the, oh, I did Star Wars, listen to me under his belt. Yeah. Like, they had some acting chops in here to get through this. Yeah. But it also is, like, if you're going to go watch this, you have to be open-minded. Yeah. You can't go in thinking it's going to be Star Wars or something that comes out in the last 20 years where it's action-based and far less focus on storytelling, more focus on big explosions. Um, and like you were saying, the, some of my favorite part is that religious thing mm-hmm. where even I think I can't remember if it was Donald Pleasance or Robert Duvall, but they get out to where they actually see this face. Mm-hmm. Right? There's the studio camera going there. And they mm-hmm. do what they're supposed to. They go into like prayer mode. And then you know the priest or pope or whoever, a spiritual leader comes out and pretty much says, you have to go to a booth, go to your medicine cabinet, get your daily dose type of a thing. Yep. Like you're, you're off your programming. Mm-hmm. And that's the shit that scares me. <laughs> Is, you know, how many of us are stuck in this kind of loop mm-hmm. to where, I mean, it's not this extreme yet, as we've been talking about, but get up at the same time, take the same way to work, go to work, do the same things while you're at work. Same stuff when you come home and you're just in this own little loop. And what would happen if you deviate? Yeah. uh, Type of a deal. And so, I mean, I'm going to go three and a half. Mm. It is a slog to get through. Sure. It is a movie that you have to be mentally prepared for. I didn't really do myself a service. I watched Conan the Barbarian before this. Terrible idea. Don't back this off of Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Um, So I had to watch it again. Mm. But on the second watch through, it was a lot more understanding. I was able to kind of get through it a little bit easier. But it is it is a chore. You cannot have this on the background. Yeah. But I'm going to go three and a half with this. Nice. I, I won't watch it again because it's too com- uncomfortable. But yeah, yeah, it's too, it's too uncomfortable. It's too cumbersome because it is it is kind of a slog even in 90 minutes. Like, yeah, because like this is the first three hour, 90 minute film I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's even sections of like five to 10 minutes where like there's no dialogue. Like you're just kind of and that's not true. There's dialogue, but it's like machine dialogue. Right. Like it's gold leader. <laughs> you know what i mean it's them talking about it's really weird but so it is a slog but it's so interesting in today's age like i said 30 years ago i watched it and i was like this is stupid now i'm like this is horrifying fucking what kind of you from the future lucas because there's jeez fucking horrifying anyway um thx1138 uh alec tell everybody where they can find us when we're not being mind controlled with drugs and tv happy to be ready to get canceled uh thank you for joining us as we tackle thx 1138 uh like we said this was old george lucas's first foray into film and boy are we glad he continued to hone his craft and get better um i take back everything bad i've ever said about the prequel trilogy uh we appreciate the (laughs) listens the likes the interaction and as always the best place to do that is on youtube where we are uploading all of our stuff, including lives and podcast episodes. Speaking of the Star Wars theme, we're currently doing Ahsoka lives on Wednesdays. So mm-hmm. tune in for that. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, special thanks to our patron, Beta Ray Bill, for selecting this month's movie category. 
Um, and since this category theme seems to be sticking real nice, uh, the best way to get involved with these picking of categories and then movies is to do on Patreon, um, where you can pick these theme months stuff. It's real nice the way to go about things. Uh, with that, I will kick it back to the great Bambino, the Colossus of Clout, a JJ. Yeah, I'm still here for now. Um, I've been waiting for the flashing of my lights, but it didn't happen. Not this time, not yet. So with that, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Hasta la vista, baby. Cinematic out.